Welcome to the Marketing Mentors Podcast brought to you by Red Pandas Digital. My name's Tasha and I'm here with Linda. How are you today, Linda? I'm good, T. I am so excited to talk about what we're talking about today. As am I. These are some pretty cool things that we've picked up recently. Uh, for anyone listening that's not aware, we are doing a coaching course, Linda, myself and another colleague, Moby. We are doing that through Impact. They're an agency based in the States and we're basically picking up on some coaching skills, consulting skills and really learning how to take you know, our service and retain our business to the next level. Um, during these sessions, which we're doing every week, we've, yeah, well, like I said before, we've picked up on some really cool tips on how to be better communicators. And literally when, you know, when we've learned those in the last few weeks, Linda, I know how excited I've been to implement them and super even more so excited today to actually get to share them with our, you know, our network and our community. Um, For those of you who are listening as well, so we're learning off a guy called Chris. He's a pretty cool dude. He's from Connecticut. Um, He has over two decades of experience when it comes to leadership from both the military world but also the business world. Uh, He brings so much energy and uh, he's teaching us all these incredible things, things that uh, I guess from a communication point of view and a power-diminishing point of view, you know, things that we say that are power-diminishing, uh, things that we probably knew that we were doing but haven't stopped them or ever paid attention to them. And then mm-hmm. he's taught us some things that we just were kind of mind blown with and had no idea. Yeah. So we're bringing a few of those to the table today, a few things that we know that we shouldn't do and we've tried to stop doing, mm-hmm. and then a few fresh things that we're starting to implement at the same time. Yeah. Uh, so on that note, let's get into it, T. Awesome. I guess our first power diminishing thing that most people are probably doing and we recommend to stop is asking how are you at the beginning of a call oh i love this one linda (laughs) you know why because i used to do it used to do it all the time and you'll find that a lot of people do it we do it because you know it's what people do when you see someone especially now in this world of teams the first thing we do is we say oh hey how are you Mm. today And then the minute we do that, we're kind of like going, oh, here's the speaking baton. You can start talking now. And we really, it's a super loaded question, right? Because we don't know what they're going to respond back with. It could be as simple as, yeah, I'm really good. Thanks. How are you? And like, okay, cool. Nice and easy. But what if, you know, and it's happened, I know it's happened to me. It's probably happened to you as well, where a client might turn around or a prospect might turn around after you said, hi, how are you today? And they're like, oh God, I've had a horrible day. This is what's going on. This is, and it's just like negative, negative, negative. Or even worse, they derail the entire oh, meeting. Yeah. Because before you can even start your agenda of what you planned, you ask them the question of, hey, how are you? And you get that response where it's like, I'm not okay. Yeah. Where are you on this? Where are you on that? Yeah. We're late on this. I'm stressed. Like, what are you guys doing? And just and, derail you. Yeah. And you asked, how are you? So Trying to build rapport. Exactly. I mean, that's why we do it, I guess, from a, a client point of view. I and have sales. Previous, yeah, yeah. previously asked a question to try and build rapport and get them to like you and, and learn things about them. Yeah. But in reality, you can still learn things about them, but just not asking them exactly. that question. It that has so much power to diminish so exactly so much load behind it to take that like and when we say power I don't mean like oh you have to have all of the power in the in the conversation all of the time it's just being able to you know you've called this meeting with your client or with your prospect and you want to guide the meeting in a way so that you get to the desired outcome whether it be communicating a monthly report 
getting them to sign up for a, a deal or whatever it might be, but it's just guiding them in the right way and keeping the power, we say, mm. equal. So as opposed to saying, hi, how are we? How are you? Sorry. Uh, you know, we would, I would recommend, and I've been trialing this for the last few mm. weeks with my clients as well, but start the call strong, authoritative, obviously not like a, like a dickhead, but just, you know, come <laughs> into the call. Morning, everyone. Really looking forward to kicking off today. Yeah. And straight into it. Yeah. So really kind of like minimizing that small talk and that opportunity to allow for the call to be derailed and go off the charts. One um, thing that I've found, T, that I've been trying to do is um, instead of saying, hey, how are you? I've been trying to maybe find something that I can talk about at the beginning just as okay. an icebreaker. Yep. So maybe it's they have a guitar in the background and I comment on that. Yeah. Or maybe they're wearing a T-shirt and it has a certain brand that I can yeah. kind of bounce off and associate with. Yeah, Linda would be able to bounce off brands. If anyone's listening, <laughs> she's a bit of a rock sand and loves her brands. So we definitely, she'd definitely be like, mm, I love that Gucci oh, shirt yeah, you're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, look, on that, on that note, um, you know, some examples of things that you might want to say as opposed to, hi, how are you today? Like I said before, hey, everyone, really looking forward to getting getting started. We've got a full-on agenda, so let's let's get straight let's into it. straight into it. All right, let's go. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's go to the I next one. Yeah, for sure. Okay, not using pace and tone and silences enough when you're communicating with people. This one I haven't really thought of much before. Chris mentioned it, to be mm. honest. It's not something that I've really paid attention to. I, whenever I have an agenda for a meeting, usually I want to get straight to it and get through it and talk through it. There's so much to talk through. You almost feel like you, you want to sound like you're authoritative by bringing mm -hmm. a lot to the meeting, mm -hmm. but half of it is the way that you communicate. I haven't thought about it much until now. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I get this one. I, I did like years ago, I did, um, like performance art and I was basically told by some artistic actress about how we should you know raise our voice and bring it back down and use pauses and allow for people to go on that journey with our voice and the different ways we're going and mm. all that type of stuff but we're not always cognizant of this and often it's not until we kind of reflect back listen to ourselves and go whoa I was talking really fast yeah I could have used some more breaks silences pauses change the tone allow my you know energy to sorry my audience to feel my energy and go through that journey with me um and yeah definitely like I said before you're not always aware of this you're not always cognizant of it until someone points it out to you yeah and they say hey slow down <laughs> or put some pauses in there because when we try and talk too quickly and we try and get all these ideas out yeah sometimes things just get missed and, you know, when we're, for example, we're reporting, we're sorry, we're sharing a monthly report to a client and, you know, last month they got 300 leads, which is an incredible amount of leads, but then we kind of just glean over it and move on and we don't give that moment its time that it deserves with posts, uh, sorry, pauses, tonality, that type of stuff. We lose, we lose the emphasis. Yeah. So what I wanted to share on this is some tips um, on how you can get better at using your pace and tone and silences. And that would be um, one, if, you're, if you record your calls, definitely go back and listen to them. I think that's such an underrated thing that you can do. Go back, listen to your calls and you will actually see if you use them, use those pauses and tones at all. Um, and if you don't, be observant of them. 
I've been um I've been doing that to you. I've been looking at a few of my previous calls and I've noticed for me and this is like across the board it's a natural response but I know when I'm nervous I talk really quickly yep. when my heart rate goes up I've, I've picked that up and I guess trying to slow that down is something where um like you say it's easier for people to follow along with the journey when you're talking in a more uh, slower paced, yeah. relaxing tone. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And let and let things sink in. So when you say something that you know is of valuable or it's a really kind of good little nugget of information, mm. let it sink in, let it be marinated by that person you're talking to so that that emphasis is there, the engagement is there, the, the value add is there. Yeah. I'd say T on that as well, if you're talking about something serious, mm-hmm. this is when I'd recommend for people to slow down. Mm-hmm kind of lower their tone. Yep. And even if you're on teams, lean into the camera a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So really slow the pace like I'm doing now mm-hmm. and really let things sit. And pauses become really important. Yeah. Alternatively, if you're talking about something really exciting, like someone's results that they've gotten, maybe it's a 20% increase of web traffic mm-hmm. that they've just gotten, that's when it's time to kind of increase the tone of your voice Maybe you can talk a little bit quicker. Uh, yeah. yeah. Stand up, move yeah. around, clap, whatever it might be that <laughs> kind of shows that energy and that excitement that you're feeling. Yeah. Which is a really nice move uh, segue into our <laughs> next item. Yeah. And for those of you listening, I'm going to get better with my segues, I promise. But look, the next one I want to share, the next item we want to share with you is uh, the overuse of filler words. So I want to really emphasize the overuse of filler words. Mm -hmm. We all use filler words and we're going to continue to use filler words. We're human. It's a human thing we do. We're not walking around with scripts (laughs) on our life as to how we need to talk, but we definitely need to be cognizant and aware of if we use a filler word or filler words often. For me personally, I use 100% all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's it. 100%. <laughs> like, and you'll, you'll hear it in this podcast. I'm like, 100%. It's probably one of my favorite filler words. Um, and obviously, and, and um, that's another one. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm aware of them and I'm not trying to get rid of them like fully because, like I said, you're human and you the, the best thing you can do is just be yourself because yeah. when you're yourself, your natural heart on your sleeve self, that's when, you know, the humanity filters through and that's what people connect with. Yeah. With that said, the overuse of filler words, we can lose value sometimes. Sometimes it can seem like we're not sure of what we're talking about so we can maybe lack a little bit of confidence. Um, and sometimes the use, the overuse of filler words, yeah, like 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 shows a bit of lack of confidence maybe mm-hmm. or, what, you know, something like that, like unpreparedness. There you go. Yeah. Here's me not finding filler <laughs> words and not being able to figure out what I'm trying um, to say. Um, yeah. Exactly. Mine's so. like oh, and okay. actually. Yep. I use them all the time. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm go. conscious when I use them, but like you say, they're just filler words and they help me calculate and think about what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. But being at least cognizant mm-hmm. of what you're saying allows you to kind of use them less. And it's not about not using them, like you said, because yeah. you still need to be natural and we're human, but just trying not to use them so much. Yeah. Even with uh, emails, so less about like verbal, but even okay. written, using the word just, I used to use that all the time by saying like, I'm just following up mm-hmm. on this, but removing that word just and just saying following up or I'm following up on this. Yeah. Like almost just acts like a protector word Yeah. so that you're not being forceful yeah. or direct. Too direct, yeah. Yeah. But you should be direct. Yeah. Get rid of that just <laughs> following up on this, How, how's, it, how's it going? Like straight out, you know exactly Simple. what you're trying to get out of that call or email or whatever it might be. Yeah. 
Yeah, there you go. Um, look, I will go. To, I will go into the next item, and that is. Actually, sorry, no, let me go back a second. I've got some tips for those of you mm-hmm. that um, are using too many filler words. So if you find, if you think, or you're not sure if you might be that person that's using filler words, re-watch those calls. So similar to what I mentioned before about, um, you know, figuring out how to get your tone and um, pace and pauses right, re-watch the same calls with maybe a little box on a paper that says like tone, pace, and then another one saying filler words and just kind of critique yourself. Am I using a lot of filler words? Which ones am I using? Am I using them too much? That's a good idea. I wouldn't be overly harsh on yourself. It's always, you know, be, be kind to yourself. There's nothing wrong with filler words like we said before. Well, yeah, because I guess a lot of people give the advice yeah. to just cut them out. Cut them out. Don't, don't do use filler words because it's super power, di- power diminishing. Mm. But I don't agree with that. I feel like some filler words yeah. are okay because it's just natural. natural. And if you cut out too many filler words, you end up doing these ones where you're like... Uh, it, yeah I can't I can't figure <laughs> out what I'm trying to speaking. say <laughs> exactly like me two minutes ago because you're trying to figure out what to say without saying um uh so uh, it's it's a it's a balance like a lot yeah. of things but definitely re-watch your calls maybe pre-plan some transitions so if you know you're going to be going between items like in a podcast and you're not sure how to segue into certain things have a think about what are some nice segues from one item to another or if yeah. you're in a meeting from one moment into another moment yeah I like it. Yeah, and just be yourself. Don't overthink things when you end up, when you overthink things, that's when it just gets like (laughs) a bit too much and you feel like you've got imposter syndrome or something like that, you know? (laughs) Exactly. All right, next one I want to talk about is going over time in a meeting. I can't stand it (sighs) when we will go over time in a meeting. But (laughs) I'm working on this. Yeah, I think we we all are always, but it happens so much. So, look, I've got some statistics just here because everyone loves numbers. (laughs) Uh, This one's from Workplace Insights by Microsoft. 70% of all meetings keep employees from working and completing their tasks. So not only do meetings keep people away from what they actually need to do, but when you're in a meeting and it goes over time, you're continuing to keep them from what they need to do and Mm. you're kind of like showing that you're a bit unorganised maybe yeah, or you haven't scheduled enough time for that call yeah, and you tend to, coming back to that power dynamic, you're losing a bit of respect and and or power or control that – you don't know how to run an effective and efficient meeting. And at the time, I know for myself when I've gone over, I, I go over because we're on a topic that's really important at that mm-hmm. time. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, well, I, I want them to really feel like I care about their time yeah. and I care about what we're talking about. So I don't have a meeting right now. Let me just go five, ten minutes over yeah. because I'll really appreciate it. But you know, trying to be helpful and seeming like wanting to be perceived as you're trying to be helpful Mm -hmm. comes at the cost of also being perceived as someone who can't manage their time. Yeah. And unfortunately we're in, we're in a, an industry where we're if we kind of keep giving all this extra time to all of our clients, we're going to end up with no time to actually do the work. So it's important to respect our own time and our clients time always. And if we have a meeting that goes for an hour, it finishes on the hour. If you're worried that the meeting is going to go over and because you notoriously go over for meetings, book yourself an extra half an hour or 45 minutes in that meeting and then kind of start the meeting with, hey, guys, I've allocated an hour and a half. We shouldn't need more than an hour. So if you go to the full hour and a half, you haven't kind of overtaken anyone else's time or your own and you've um, you've used a time that's been allotted as opposed to going half an hour over some people might drop out so they miss important information or they just like they start to disregard things and there's that seed of doubt possibly planted in their minds that hey these guys don't know how to manage their time yeah very well so it's just 
be, again, being cognizant, aware of certain things and just, um, you know, setting yourself up for success, really. Book yourself be, an hour um, and a half. It'd be remiss of me not to say as well, I feel like the dynamic of meetings and going overtime is quite different, like in yeah. corporate world versus agency world. Yep. In corporate world, I agree with the stats that you said, mm. how a lot of the time you're in meetings and you're like, oh, this is wasting my yeah. time. I, like, why are we having this meeting? It mm-hmm. shouldn't go for this long and an email would have sufficed. Mm-hmm. But in digital world, when you're dealing with your clients, they're, they're kind of, they're paying for your time yep. to a degree. Yeah, 100% so they are. I, I tend to find that it's harder to manage the meetings and it's something that I'm working on, but manage the meetings within the time limit because mm-hmm. I know my clients are trying to have me face-to-face as long as they can before I move on to another client. And so I find that the pressure of managing the time is definitely harder when it comes to like digital uh, agency meetings as opposed to corporate. That agency and services relationship. Yeah, Yeah. it's different. It it definitely is different. And it's just, again, booking that extra time, being being aware of, okay, I normally go over, so I'm going to do my best here to keep it to time. Yeah. And if, when, you, when you're in that meeting and you start to kind of see things that might be a little bit derailing, be aware of them and kind of note, hey, look, client, prospect, I'm really keen, really excited to talk more about this. I'm just going to pop it to the side and we're going to get through the key outcomes that we need of today, yeah. whatever it might be. With that said, sometimes, like you said before, clients or prospects might go on tangents where they need to. They need to because it's helping them get to – an understanding or a, a, the next level or what, whatever it might be. And that's fine. Let that happen. But just keep your eye on the clock so you know, okay, let them go for this tangent. But then like come 3.30, we've got to finish this meeting because I have to respect all of our time. Yeah. And keep that kind of power dynamic 50-50. Their time's valuable just as much as my time. Yeah. And that kind of takes me into my next topic and our, our last topic. So number can, five. Can I say as well, oh, yeah, T, just please, on go. that, one last thought is in regards to managing that time in the end, what I found helps. So when I when we're getting to like the last 10 minutes of the meeting mm. and I can see maybe we've still got an agenda to go or maybe we're on the last topic but it's starting to drag on, I'll highlight the time. Yes, I'll say, hey, guys, yes. we have two minutes left. Yep. Let's move on because I really need to chat yeah. about this next thing. Or guys, just – Cognizant, we have two minutes left yep. and then I'm going to have to jump off. Yeah, reminding them what yeah. time is left. And th- it almost sounds a bit forceful, but it's fine because I've realized clients don't have to like me. They have yeah. to respect me. Yeah, 100%. That's my filler word. I literally, yeah. <laughs> guys, if you're listening, this stuff that we are sharing, we've implemented ourselves over the last few weeks and I yeah. have noticed like a huge shift in the way my clients speak to me the way my clients work with me and oh my god yeah all all positive all positive stuff like it's and and you can see that kind of relationship just growing even more so because there's this newfound level of like equality equal respect so between fun the two of us to yeah. watch yeah it is it is really exciting always I've thought okay my, my what I do is most important right clients have to like me and they have to know that I'm good at my job mm. but half of that is just being able to communicate effectively yep. and that in turn makes you look even better yeah at what you do yeah definitely and i've learned over time that your craft is just as important as your communication yeah they're, they're, they go hand in there hand there it is your craft <laughs> is just as important as communication every podcast is always one of those little awesome lines little and that was it yeah <laughs> all right last okay. item linda um what what is it okay saying thank you for your time at oh, the yeah. end of a meeting <laughs> This is a good one. I did this every meeting. Every meeting. I'll be like, thank you so much for your time. Speak to you next week. So nice to see you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I think I think there's absolutely nothing wrong when you have to thank someone that's just spent their whole weekend helping you move 
houses. Thank them for their time, man. Like they, they could have been doing a thousand other things. But when you're in that meeting with your uh, prospect or your client uh, and you're bringing them, you know, valuable information or valuable training or valuable resources, whatever it is, kind of just comes back to all the other things that we've said. Your time is just as important and equal as their time. So when you thank someone for their time, you're kind of like subconsciously devaluing your own time and putting theirs a little bit higher than yours. All for the will of trying to look more kind. That's it. And like build a rapport with them, which you've all probably already built. Mm. And at the end of the day, we're in business and we're here to get results. And so when we thank people for their time, we don't realize just the damage we are doing long term by shifting that power dynamic. Yeah. So uh, instead of uh, saying thanks for your time, there's some things that I've been working with over the last few weeks and that is at the end of the call, at the end of the session, whatever it might be, I'd be like, that was a fantastic session, Linda. I'm so excited for our next steps. I'll speak to you next week or whenever the next point of contact is going to be. Not feeling like you have to have all the filler conversation again like you did at the beginning of the meeting. Just saying, okay, nice session, guys. We have a bit to work on. Yep. I'll see you next week. Yep. And, and that's keeping it. it super short. Short, sweet, simple, to the point, equal power. Yeah. No one person's time was more valuable than the other and finishing that, that call right on the time that it's meant to finish. And I'll say when you first start implementing this stuff, you definitely feel like you're being more direct. Yeah, direct. And yeah. maybe it feels at first like you're building less rapport and – you know, you've, you're kind of feeling a bit uneasy whether your client is picking it up or whoever you're chatting to is picking mm-hmm. it up, but it starts to feel more natural yep. as you go on. Yep. And on top of that, you start to have better conversations. Yeah, because you're not worried about the fluff around it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's, t- there's time and place for fluff, don't get me wrong. Totally. But yeah. it's a, that's another podcast. <laughs> um, and, yeah, look, with that said, Linda, any other closing comments you want to add? No, I mean, if anyone has any uh, tips for us, we are definitely all ears. These are just some of the things that we've been implementing in our daily daily interactions with clients, even personal life. Yeah. I've been implementing yeah. this as well. Yep. <laughs> Talk Bye to my mum and yeah. leave. <laughs> You're welcome for my time, mum. Yeah. No, that's, that's not what we mean, guys. That's no. not what we mean. Like I said, if your mate helps you move on the weekend, thank them for their time. They've just given you up their own personal time. <laughs> All right. Well, that was an awesome podcast, Linda. Thank you for your time. Thank you, T. Yeah. Uh, Look, guys, the idea of this podcast is to answer your questions. So definitely please go and follow us on LinkedIn, Linda D'Amico, Tasha Dalbianco. Send us your questions, any ideas on what we should talk about next. Um, But yeah, all the best. Thanks, guys.